This is Adam Chartop, your host of FilmWax Radio. It is Friday, August 7th, 2020. This is episode 628 of the podcast. We are going to celebrate an indie film like we used to in the old days where I would just do podcasts about independent films when there were such things playing in theaters. Uh, actually, She Dies Tomorrow is the name of the film, and it has been in drive-ins the last week to sold-out crowds, I understand. So that's pretty impressive she dies tomorrow is now available uh you can stream it on amazon apple tv fantango now and google play let me tell you what it's about and then who we have lined up to talk to after waking up convinced that she's going to die tomorrow amy amy's carefully mended life begins to unravel as her delusions of certain death become contagious to those around her amy and her friends lives spiral out of control in a tantalizing descent into madness this is the second feature film directed by Filmwax radio friend Amy Simons. Amy was, of course, last on Filmwax radio on episode 139 in May of 2013. What? Is that possible? Yeah, it is. It's been a while. So I'm glad to bring her back on. So we're going to talk to Amy about her new film. And then after that, we're going to have a second segment with actors Caitlin Scheel, who is also returning. She was on uh, back on episode 249 in 2000, holy crap, in October of 2014, so it's been a really long time, as well as the lovely Jane Adams, who is also returning after quite a hiatus. It, Jane was on episode 181 in December of 2013. So, gee whiz, um, this is a long time. I'm happy to bring on all these lovely people to discuss this film. It's a bit of a horror film. I guess it's a bit of a genre film. It, it's a bit of a psychological horror, but it also brings in other issues of the world's anxiety right now, of your personal anxiety in this world that we're living in right now. Even though we only have Caitlin Scheel and Jane Addams, meaning uh, no, no, no other folks, not only them. I mean, I was thrilled to have them on the show again. But other people in the film include Kentucker Audley, who's been on this uh, podcast, Katie Azelton, Chris Messina, Tunde Adebimpe, Josh Lucas, Adam Wingard, Olivia Taylor Dudley, and Jennifer Kim. Go check out She Dies Tomorrow. And uh, let's go into what we'll do here is we'll go into our first conversation with uh, Amy Simons. She collaborated with uh, Steven Soderbergh on The Girlfriend Experience. He did the film. She made it into a series. They may be even going into another season of that. But even before that, Amy, she came on the podcast last time to talk about her first feature, which was called Sun Don't Shine. If you still haven't seen that one, I recommend you do after you watch She Dies Tomorrow. And then we'll bring on Kate and uh, Jane uh, right after that. And then uh, we'll have a little bit of an outro. Also opening today, by the way, uh, if you get a chance, try to check out Cream, America's only rock and roll magazine, the documentary. Uh, you can go to the Filmwax Radio YouTube channel and see my conversation with the director of that documentary. His name is Scott Crawford. I saw the documentary last year when I was at the Maryland Film Festival, I think, and um, we didn't get a chance to talk until recently. 
and we did that. And also, my great friend and friend of the podcast, uh, Ramona Diaz, has a documentary about the Filipino president, uh, Duterte. And I recommend that because uh, it's so incredibly uh, pertinent and disturbing, yes, but very pertinent. And I will be posting that conversation shortly. But it's opening today, is my point, as is the Cream documentary and this lovely and this, imp- and this great film, She Dies Tomorrow, which we're going to talk about right now with Amy Simitz returning to the podcast only here on Film Wax Radio. Let's go into a little bit of the trailer. Hi. How's the new house? Good. Can you come over? Uh, I, I can't. Are you okay? I... I am going to die tomorrow. What is going on? There is no tomorrow for me. All right, listen, Amy, I'm really freaking out right now. I feel like you put this idea of dying in my head. Can can you just call me back? How are you? Good. I'm good. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. Thank you. Expect any minute to have howling winds blowing through the, the apartment. Are you in New York south. right I'm now? I'm a little north of New York, so I'm near the. Uh, I think it's supposed to be coming this way, but uh, it may not. Who knows? Hey, it's been a long time. You were on a, such an early episode of my podcast with Sun Don't Shine. Yes, I remember. I just said right before we we got. I was like, oh, I know Adam. Like yeah. <laughs> right before they joined us. Yeah. Well, it's good to see you again. I was so happy to see that you were making another feature. Which led me to wonder why, because you had such, you were having such success in the episodics realm. What brought you back to uh, making another feature, besides a reunion with your your actor friends? I mean, there's several, there's several things. It, it, I mean, nothing can replace the, the sort of, uh, the feeling of making an independent film. Like nothing, nothing can. Uh, and, and I feel like some of the, like there's, a, there's very few people that understand that, uh, David Lowry included and, and Soderbergh included in that is like being able, like being like, there's just something I just need to explore because I have to do it this way. You know, it, there's just, it's, it's in, you know, you, you, you love working in these these bigger realms, but then there's also just like, I need this to be this specific thing and I need to get it mm-hmm. out in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like if I was a designer and I had my like, <laughs> you know, like my, I, I designed for H&M and I was like, I really want to design this weird thing and like, <laughs> and, and put it out in the world. Um, right. But uh, yeah, but 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 uh, and then in addition to that, it takes a long time to develop things. <laughs> so there's also really lovely immediacy to making independent films when you have like not not just the immediacy of like having your own ideas come across, but like you know immediacy of like it can happen much quicker than some of these other things can happen. Yes, right. In fact, I mean, it's I only bring this up because. I think it is actually a point of pride. It should be a point of pride, but you don't read this usually in press notes that you didn't even get money together or wait for money to be invested in the film. Is that true? And you just sort of went ahead with the... 
making this particular film? Yeah, I have, yeah, I had one conversation about maybe somebody financing it and very quickly, not because they were, they were, uh, dumb or, or, or anything, but mostly, <laughs> they, you know, mostly they were doing their job. They're like, what's the movie about? I'm like, yes. whatever I want it to be about. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and it was like, they had all these questions that I was like, I don't want to answer these. And also I, I just, I just want it to, I, I want to answer to myself. And, and I have the luxury of doing that right now. Uh, granted, it's very small and, and yes, like, you know, hopefully people will eventually on the other side see money. <laughs> um, but but it, it, it was, I, I am lucky enough to not just, you know, lucky enough not just to pay for the movie, but also uh, work with people who want to be doing something different and they're doing it for the yeah. love of it as opposed to the fame or the, the, the money of it, you know? Yeah, well, clearly, and these are people that know you and know where you're coming from and have obviously trust you. Yeah. And so there's that, which, and you, you guys must have a sort of a creative shorthand or a, some sort of shorthand anyway, because you, you know, people like Kate Lynn and Jane and uh, and Tucker at Al, you yeah. work with these guys. Yeah, and 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 every uh, pretty much everyone in the movie, and even on my crew, it's all it's all very family oriented in the in a way, and um, I mean, save the additions of of uh, Michelle Rodriguez and Josh Lucas, you know, the entire mm -hmm. cast is are people that I have worked with either as an actor or a director. And, and and then my crew included as well and yeah it's 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 really fun and i can't wait to like continue to make movies with with these people who like with with, with myself but then also with the, the people that i'm working with because they continually like as we come back together and we work together uh they they've developed their skill set to such a high level that it's really fun to come back together after you've been, you know, it's like from the last thing and just be like, wow, we all have this vast knowledge of like, of, of, of what to do and wield these sort of tools that we've, we've, we've learned and, and get excited to sort of push them to their boundaries, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like when you get in 50 years, you can get together and you guys will be untouchable. You'll be like, so Untouchable and senile. Imagine that movie. Like, <laughs> I want to see that movie where we're all like at the top of our skill set and we're totally senile. You know, <laughs> point, point Kentucker in the right direction and just yeah, you know, you're like he's a handler that like just moves. <laughs> knowing though full well, he's going to deliver once you say action. You know, because it's like Completely. a long term memory. The long term memory. There's the, the instincts still still are there. So, like this night is kind of a nihilistic scenario. This film it's called "She Dies Tomorrow." It's got a big time distributor. Great neon is fantastic. That's I think it's a great match for you and the film. Uh, what do you think? Like maybe this one is is it's okay that it's not in theaters? Maybe because people need to see this in the comfort, you know, <laughs> of their home and have the conversations at home. It's kind of it works. I think on that level, maybe. I mean, it's. Uh, I'm sure you wanted your second feature to be in the 
in the theater. But oh, it's going to be it's in drive-ins actually this week. It's isn't in it? drive-ins, yeah. It's yeah, in drive-ins, right. but yeah, I mean, of course, as a filmmaker, you want it to be in theaters, you know. But uh, but you, and I will say, I really hope we do like when when we're allowed to safely go back to theaters. I really do hope there's some special screenings because the mix that they did at Goldcrest or, or we we did at Goldcrest is pretty. Mm wild and definitely makes you yeah. feel like you're vibrating. Um, so I really do hope we, we get that experience because we were so excited to have it premiere and have people like <laughs> sort of vibrating in their seats. Like you really like you, you really can feel things vibrating when like it's in full effect. Um, but 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 at the same time, like, you know, you know, in in working in in television and then in in also being lucky enough to have a friend and and boss and collaborator like Steven Soderbergh, you know, like all we, we talk about this all the time. It's like, however you can get to an audience and however, whatever that that process is or whatever the medium is or whatever the sort of uh, conduit or, or, or what, whatever, however it gets there is like, is like whatever, <laughs> great. Uh, like great as as many we want as many eyeballs on this as we can because it's like sure. we're trying to to reach people and have a conversation with people you know in in this way so i'm i'm like i love i love going to you know to to a theater i love the experience of it i wouldn't be a filmmaker if i didn't love that but i also uh you know i also respect the way that the that everything's evolving in a way i, I see what you mean did you get to a uh did you have the opportunity to do a, a drive-in q a i did yeah. it the i did it via zoom it was very surreal <laughs> and i because it was so surreal and i needed i needed a good laugh just like for a release i like texted uh donald glover who's my dear friend and I was like, do you want to just like crash my Zoom right now? And he was like, yes, I do. So like Donald was there. It was just like, it was wild. And it, but like nothing in quarantine, like in, in a Zoom sense, uh, there's no, like everything seems so surreal and distant, like almost like it's not happening, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So it was like, it was, I'm sure for the people at the drive-in, I wasn't there. I'm sure for people to drive in, they're like, what's happening on the screen right now? Um, but I, but from home, I was like, yeah, Donald's here. And we're just having this wild Q&A, you know? I, I know. What's the, it seems like that's such a, a benefit. It's like if you're doing these things, you can invite people and have a little bit of fun. I mean, you know, it's, as an audience yeah. member, I was, Oh yeah, enjoyed that. Appreciated it. Well, I mean, I I think about this all the time. Like when you're in entertain, you know, when you, you we work in entertainment. Even though like my film, however people consider it, is maybe an art film or it's a niche or, or whatever it is, or it's a genre film or whatever. It's like when the, then when you have these opportunities to be like, uh, you know, in person, why aren't we're still even if even if I'm saying the same things about my movie over and over and over, you know, like in a Q and A. It's like, why aren't we using these opportunities to sort of be entertaining or to like have mm -hmm. people crash and have people like do, you know, it's like, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to, not to say that I want to do public stunts or anything, but it's just, it's like, yeah, like, like they're here to be entertained no matter what I say. So it's like, it's a fun, it's fun that I have access to like really brilliant friends that can do like, I'll crash. Yeah, great. 
<laughs> you know. Sure. Yeah. Did, 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 but did Soderbergh have? Uh, but he wasn't on this film, though, right? No. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't. No, I mean, I sent him some cuts. Um, and and interestingly enough, there is <laughs> there is a cut that he he sent me. He was like, I did some edits because I sent him the cut. And then he loves to do this and say, he's like, I have some edits. And I was like, and I watched it and it was funny because I was watching it and I was like live texting him. I was like, I know what you're doing and it doesn't work. And like, <laughs> so there is a version of the movie that's Soderbergh re-edited that I think is really fascinating because I, because like, I, it obviously he, he's, a, he's a brilliant filmmaker and I love every, and actually his next movie, Let Them All Talk, is so good. It's like maybe my favorite of his movies, but um, but so obviously I respect him and I think it's really brilliant. But uh, or he's really brilliant. But like to ha like what 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 is so funny is he's like him re-editing my movie. He knows it doesn't work, so he like thinks it's funny to like send me an edit of my movie. But he's also like maybe there's an idea in there that you might see, and I'm and I respect that, but I also I also know that he res respects me enough to know that I'm like, yeah, this is not gonna work, Steven. <laughs> so, yeah. That's amazing. That's really amazing. Can you imagine if there was the Soderbergh edit of every film, or, you know, every independent film, anyway? That There's a guy, awesome. well, honestly, he's so prolific and so efficient with his time that he probably could do an entire library of a re-edit of every movie. <laughs> well, the name of this one is again called uh, She She Dies Tomorrow. When did you get the idea for this? Because of course, I'm sure everybody who you're talking to is making the parallels. It's about a contagion, more of a psych, psycho social one, I suppose you could call it. Maybe I botched that up, but um, it's, it's, um, it's all about anxiety about the world we live in and where we're at. And man, is that make a, I mean, I know you wrote this and uh, made this film way before the pandemic. So yeah. you, you had obviously no clue, but where was your head at when you were writing this? Um, I mean, I have, I like, I have a lot of anxiety, like existential anxiety in general mm -hmm. and uh, was dealing with my own anxiety about certain particular things in, in my life. And I'm, um, realized that when I would talk about them with friends that I was sort of spreading anxiety and mm, then uh, that makes sense then yeah and then in the then in addition to that it's like what I, I'm also sort of a news junkie and I watch yeah. a lot of news and yeah. I mean I've, I've actually tapered it down I had it was almost like I had to it's almost like I had to treat it like it was an addiction um, right. Because um, I would just like have it on all day, you know. And yeah, but it, that can really cause a lot of anxiety. I know. I mean, it, I I noticed it just trying to get some of the coverage of just the weather today because I normally don't watch a lot of cable television for news, you know. Um, but um, I was today, and they, then of course the news from Beirut comes in, and then the re more recent Trump interview with Axios, and it's just now I'm kind of my mind is reeling a bit, you know. But anyway, yeah. this obviously had a great impact on your stories. The point, right? Because Completely. it's all that spreading, spreading of this anxiety that you were talking about. 
Right. And, and, and the, I'm always trying to toe the line of, of like being informed and then being paranoid, you know, uh, and, and, and not just, and then what I realized is that, that there were all these ideas spreading and lot, a lot of them were fear-based, whether you're left or right or middle center, whatever. Um, and then it, it, especially in local news, it's like, am I better for knowing that a murder happened four doors down from my house? You know, it's like, mm. it's just telling you, like telling you all these horrific things that like, um, yeah. and, and even as somebody that like loves Dateline, you know what I mean? <laughs> loves hearing Keith Morrison's voice explore these really fucked up things. It's like, uh, it, it really, like these, these fears and like, no matter what they are, whether it's like mm -hmm. death or, or, or whatever it is, they, 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 fear is such a barbed sort of like virus in itself is like, even if you can like intellectually, you ingest something and somebody tells you, you should be afraid of this thing. You're just like, I'm not afraid, but like somewhere in your body, because your body is there to protect you. It's like barbed right. itself in there, you know, like, and, and sometimes we'll go into fight or flight if you're triggered in, enough, you know? Yeah, it's interesting. And of course, when you're sleeping, all these things can catch up with you too, I suppose. Oh yeah, I, I don't sleep very well. <laughs> you don't, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could go on. I think we're getting the, uh, the word that I have to wrap up, I guess. But I, I want to just tell you, uh, I'm, so, I'm excited for this film. I want a lot of people to see it. And I'm excited that you're, you're back making features, not that you stopped or anything, but, but I've enjoyed the TV work too, the episodes. Thank you. <laughs> so, it's good to see you all anytime, you know? Yes, thank you. Good yeah. to see you too. Hope you're, I hope the hurricane yep. is, passes. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not worried about that. I just, you know, we'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, and good luck. Thank you. She Take care. All right. all right, I'll see you soon. Bye. Okay. expecting someone? Hello, Jane. You okay? I just have this feeling I'm going to die tomorrow. But how do you know? I just know. Okay, so you don't know. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday I just thought for a second when the lights went out that that was it. She could be right. Really bad is gonna happen. I'm ready, I'm ready. She did this, did this, did this. I'm not ready. All right. Hi. Oh. Hi. Uh. My horse is over here, otherwise, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be wearing my kerchief. But how are you guys? Pretty good. Wow, it's been a long time. Yeah. I know, right? Like a gazillion years, nine years or something? Well, yeah. I, when you were, I talked to you, Jane, last time was... Um, All the Light in the Sky? Sophia. So that was 2011 or 2012? 2012. Wow. Okay. That was eight years ago. Well, not, I can just speak for all of us. None of us look too worse for the wear. How's that? <laughs> they look a very attractive group of people. Uh, so, uh, you're, you're, are you guys in your respective homes? Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. So Jane, where are you? You're in a... I'm in Malibu. In Malibu. Nice. And, and Kate? Kate, Kate well, I am in New York. Okay. Uh, I was in Los Angeles um, until very recently. I see. Very good. And I am up in uh, Hudson Valley, just so you know. So if you hear anything unusual, it might be related to the country, like if you hear wild animals or something. I just moved, I moved up here recently, and it's, 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 it's very different. A uh, red-tailed hawk screaming. <laughs> exactly. I was kind of disturbed. I, I saw the film, and I guess when it was being made, She Dies Tomorrow, there was probably no idea that we'd be living in a nightmare. So, yeah. you know, within the context now of seeing this great film now, it has an, just all the more resonance, I guess one could argue, right? Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? It's very weird. But uh, because I guess the central theme is this, is this idea of this contagion, right, of, of, of this uh, state of mind that they're going to die the following day. And essentially, yeah. especially Kate, your character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, Amy was really tapping into something. Uh, How? Yeah. Um, sure, she did it. Well, apparently she has ESP a bit. <laughs> right, Amy's very, uh, very, she's uh, prescient on mm -hmm. some level. Uh, I mean, hopefully we, most of us don't go around thinking we're going to die tomorrow. Obviously, this is taking this uh, anxiety. But Adam, what if it's a good thing to think you're going to die tomorrow? Because what if it is? Live for the day. You know, that's, that's what I think about, is maybe that's a good thing, because then you just really live. Right. I mean, because we, all we really have is today. There's no guarantee that I'm gonna even make it through the rest of the afternoon. I could go take a shower and slip in it and crack my head and that would, that was, it's over. Oh, I hope not. But like, uh, no, but then the next day you're stuck with the same, how do you repeat that? You know, I'm just trying to take it on a practical that, way. That's what I mean, like how, that's what we all do though. Yeah. That's, that's life, is you just keep repeating like, oh, it's another day, tomorrow mm. another day. And that's it, that's what we do. We're right. all doing but it's also how we handle anxiety, right? I mean, the, the, the characters are not handling their anxiety very well here, you know. I, I am in particular been very, I guess, absorbed by my mortality for it. I just always think about it. I always kind of think about, you know, uh, I was grateful for Olivia de Havilland because I could somehow still kind of think like I'm halfway through life, you know, because I'm always thinking about how much longer I have and it's a constant thing I tried I try to move beyond it. Kate, do you have any of that anxiety ever? Or you, you're pretty young, but I mean, so maybe you don't have to worry about that. But I, I always think about it. I think I think everyone has, uh, you know, that varying degrees, and certainly I've gone through degrees, um, and uh, more obsessed with my own mortality, or or less so. Um, but I feel. I feel like what I relate to most of all is the extremely high level of anxiety. And I... Are you freezing up a little bit? I hate I feel like I would... <laughs> so wait, wait, Kate, go back a little go bit. Back. Yeah, so, repeat like, that last bit again. Sorry, is this whole COVID thing just a union busting thing? That they, they've, they've gotten rid of all the sound people and the makeup people and the well, lighting? That's, that's unfortunate on so many levels. Of course, it's tragic. But also, 
yeah, this is ridiculous on some level that we're, you know, but on another level, it's, uh, you know, for me, it's, it works generally, but uh, we lost, sorry, Kate, we kind of lost that last bit of what you were saying. That's what we're talking about. Oh, sure. Yeah. I was just saying that um, I think that if I were faced with, um, if I were given the information that I uh, were going to die tomorrow, what I relate to is the level of anxiety that the character experiences and that she sort of uh, fails to seize the moment. I think I would kind of uh, be paralyzed and, and screw up those last hours of, of life um, in a somewhat similar fashion to the way uh, Amy does in the movie. How would you choose to, la- how would you choose to spend your, your last evening? Do you have any, you must have thought about it, right? Sure, but I, I, again, I, I just feel like I would uh, come up with, and Amy said this too, so I feel like I'm kind of copying a line of hers, but I feel like I would come on a very lofty plan and then and, like, sit on my couch and stare at a wall. <laughs> oh, that's fair. It's honest. It's on. Jane, do you, had you had you thought about something like that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I would want to connect with somebody. Yeah. You know, even I know what you mean. Paper, like I would want to find a person uh, and say, like, do you know what's going on? You know. Oh, I thought you were going even further, like with that, because I mean, you know, if it's your last night. I don't think I would be into some kind of pleasure making sexual anything. I think it's more just about like just looking in somebody like just another pair of eyes on the whole reality thing. Sure. Sure. What was the mood on the set then? What kind of mood did Amy create in order for you to get into that right space? Or did you guys have, you didn't like have time to rehearse or did you? Go ahead, Kate. Rehearsing? Good. Um, the mood on the set was very low. Very what? We're uh, okay. You're breaking up a lot, Kate. Is there? Yeah, I can't do anything about it. Okay. Don't worry. Um, well, we'll fix it all in post. <laughs> That's what they tell me. Um, unfortunately, I think this is the best my internet is going to get today. It's okay. It's working. It's working. Yeah. But yeah, I was saying that the mood on set was very light um mm-hmm. that we have all known each other for a long time and are old right. friends and so you can sort of slip into these uh darker scenes but there's a lot of uh, levity when the camera stops rolling did you when you saw the final film did you guys have a, a sense of what she was doing i mean it comes out it's very striking and it it's 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 a haunting film but did you have a sense of how it was going to uh, end up? I mean, I knew it was going to be creepy. Um, and the, I mean, and, and I just know that there's that beautiful way that Amy works with her cinematographer, Jay, and I knew it was going to be visually sort of dreamy and beautiful to look at. And I love working with Kate. You know, she's such a good actress and you know that the scene where we're at the house in the beginning and then in the backyard when I find her with the leaf blower you know we just had a lot of fun (laughs) I mean we laugh a lot you know in between the because it is funny you know yeah even though it's a horror movie it's right yeah also fun it's just so stupid it's funny there's a it's a very absurdist concept and I mean you know so it, the film is definitely is kind of experimental I think 
one yeah. could argue. One could argue. Now, had you ever worked with Amy before, Jane? Yeah, we met on um, in two thousand eight. We met. Do, Joe brought Joe Swanberg brought her. Oh, right. My apartment because I had seen her in Alexander the Last, and that's where I first met Joe. Was doing yeah. the director thing in that, and then I thought Amy was wonderful in it. And then she came over to help produce um, the Silver Bullets that Kate and I were. Joe was shooting Kate and I in my apartment in the East Village and Amy came over to help produce it. But I said, you know, well, because she's also a wonderful producer. Like Amy, do Amy does everything really well, for real. And, yeah. uh, but she also has like these amazing legs. So my nickname for her was Legs at the time because I didn't know her very well. I had just seen her in Alexander the Last with the gorgeous legs. So. I said, you need to put legs in silver bullets, you know, like she should be on the other side of the camera. So he did, but that's how, that's how we met. I yeah. See. She was going to go shoot. You guys hadn't shot, um, the mermaid, what's the name? Um, yeah, sun don't shine. You uh, were about to shoot that, right? Well, silver bullets took quite a long time to yeah. go by the end of shooting. Yes. We were probably about to starting it. Yeah, um, she was writing it. We shot it in 2011. Um, yeah. So yeah, Silver Bullets is probably wrapping up around then. Yeah, yeah. he took a long time to finish that. <laughs> yeah, but that I'm very grateful that that was such a long one because it allowed yeah. us time to become yeah. true friends. Yeah, I know. I would say I feel like the best. That's just been the best thing. Is this. Adam, imagine how nice it was for me meeting Kate and Amy. You know, we've been friends ever since. Well, you're all very warm and I find very, very sweet people. Oh, thanks, Adam. I look forward to every time I run into any of you. You, know. you do. I love the room you're in with the kind of grandfather clock type thing behind. Yeah. You know, that was uh, my parents. My par I lost my dad but my, recently, but my dad, my parents... I have one of these clocks. It's it was in the New York City subway system, and they oh, had okay. auction. They auctioned off all these. Like a train clock. Yeah. Yeah, and my parents got two of them, so I actually have two of these. Um, so if you want one, just just write me a note, and we'll, <laughs> we'll work it out. We'll we'll negotiate something fair for you. So wait, okay. So she dies tomorrow. I don't want to. I really don't mean to play down this film at all. It's terrific. It was uh, had its huge premiere at the South by. And it's it's already in drive-ins. Have you either of you had the experience of of seeing anything in the drive-in yet? Did you go Friday night, Kate? No, I didn't. I uh, I stayed home with Amy, and we hung out during the screening. Um, so I wasn't there, but a lot of our friends were there, and they were sending us videos and pictures. Yeah. It seems like a really nice time. Yeah. Lin Lindsay Burge sent me um, a, a or no, it was Gates. Uh, Amy's friend Gates sent me a photo with the train. There was a train trestle right next to it. I and, saw that too. Yeah, she, oh. he, and then Lindsay Burge told me that she was like, she texted me like, dude, the, the train blew by right before your entrance into such and such a scene, you know. <laughs> was this a tra roof, the rooftop screen you were talking about? Or? No, the, the oh. drive-in had a, had a train right next to it. That's oh, okay. Because the rooftop one also, it's 
right there in the industry near north of industry city i know there there's also old trolley tracks up that go up that way too right and i didn't know if it was that one you were talking about no it was yeah. just wild gates sent me a photo kate and, and adam where you you could see the cars like mm -hmm. The cars parked and then the drive and I just it's right. so surreal to look at that because not since the 1970s you know well, yeah I miss them but I guess I won't have to for long I uh, was in the back seat of a of a station wagon you know while my parents would what and they would always bring us to movies that I probably shouldn't have been seeing because they just assumed we were asleep but of course but there wasn't watched. kids movies really then anyway I mean when I was growing up yeah. we watched what the adults watched you know yeah. and, like and we were scarred we were scarred as a result, I'm yeah. I, I love you both so much in your work. I, I feel frustrated, but we have to wind down, I, I'm being told. But um, okay. I just want to make sure to mention that She Dies Tomorrow is currently in drive-ins, as we record this anyway. And then it's going to be available on demand. I assume that means streaming as well as maybe on uh, cable as of August 7th. Right? Thank you for that right. information. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I'm good about that. Any other movies you want to know when they start? Just, just pop me a note. I'll be sure. Thank you both uh, for for this enjoyable, albeit brief, conversation. Uh, but I wish you good luck with the film. I feel like you should have one more minute because I was blabbing about your clock and everything. Oh, Did but I, I, no, by all means. I just moved into the space. So I'm still. This wall was actually supposed to be for projecting, and I have to take the stuff off that table. Because I wanted one wall that I could project stuff, like if I want to sh project a movie. Nice. I have a projector, but I, I haven't done it yet. I, I, I've only been here like a month or so. But uh, anything else you want to plug while you're, is there anything? Then we'll, we'll hang it up. Not yet. No, this is good. We should stick what with it. What about you, Kate? Anything? Oh, no. Just She Dies yeah. Tomorrow. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. She, dies, she Dies Tomorrow is uh, really interesting. The much anticipated follow-up to Sun Don't Shine. Thank you both very much. Thanks, uh, Adam. Great to see you. Stay oh, healthy and safe and everything, okay? Life's not safe, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> not. It never has been. Live, live carpe diem, live for the moment. Yes. Have a great day. You uh, too. Happy internet. It's nice to talk Thank to you. Same here. I'll see you, see you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back in a few days. We're going to discuss another independent film called Freeland. We're going to bring on the cast and crew behind that film as well. So that's coming up as well as my conversation with my old friend Jim Infantino, who's the author of a new science fiction book, which I'm going to recommend. It's the first in a trio of books he's writing. And he's a musician. Jim created Jim's Big Ego back in the day, had quite a following. And he's an old friend of mine. And uh, Hampton Fancher, who wrote both of the Blade Runner movies, is going to be coming up and um, much more coming up in the days ahead. So keep on tuning in to Filmwax Radio. Please go to the Apple Podcasts and leave us a nice review and rating. Take care of yourselves and the ones you love. Please, now more than ever, it's important. All right, until next time. Bye.